Welcome to The Meanderings of a Librarian. This is episode 20. I feel like that should be a milestone or something. 20 episodes, pretty good. I'm sort of shocked, but it's been fun. This episode is called Stopped? Start Again? Did you hear the inflection in my voice at the end of those that, that word and the, the phrase? Because I mean those as questions. So think about right now, is there something that you've stopped doing in your life? And is that activity, is that thing, something that perhaps you should start doing again? Maybe it's something that you love doing. Maybe it's something that you didn't like doing, but for some reason you're thinking to yourself, maybe I should start that again. Sometimes when we struggle with something, if we go back to it and try it again, it catches that time and it might just change our lives. So stopped, start again. And I've got several things in my life that I've stopped doing and then started again. I guess I'll start with learning Italian. For those of you that know me, you know that I love languages and dabbling around with them and there's nothing more frustrating for me than to go visit a place and not be able to speak the language so for example when I went down to Mexico quite often actually usually to play volleyball when I was living in California and it was so frustrating to me because I couldn't speak Spanish and and as I would try to order in restaurants or talk to people my Chinese would come to me, but I knew that they weren't going to understand that. They would much more likely understand my English than my Chinese. In any case, I got it into my head many years ago that I wanted to learn Italian or start practicing Italian. And so my husband bought me this program called Fluenz, F-L-U-E-N-Z. And I used to practice on my computer many years ago and then I discovered that same program I could download it as an app on my phone so for a while I would you know use it through my phone and recently well I don't I'm not sure exactly when this was but through audible I downloaded a language app for learning Italian and I never really listened to it. I just started listening to it the other day. I'm not sure that it's going to work out very well because the woman is actually just reading from a book. So I think I'm supposed to have the physical book in front of me as I listen to her. But I think that just listening to her speak the Italian might help maybe subconsciously. So I'm going to keep listening to it. It's about 25 hours. I'll listen to it in my car ride in the morning to school and home and maybe while I'm vacuuming or whatever. We'll see how that goes. But I think actually Fluence is better for my purposes um, using the app. And I'll just start listening to that whenever I have a few few moments. So I think I'm going to have to start again listening to Fluence. Another thing that I started and put aside is a book called Storyworthy by Matthew Dix. 
Um, and I know that I've mentioned him before. He's a 36-time Moth Story Slam champion and a five-time Grand Slam champion. So this book is called Story Worthy, Engage, Teach, Persuade, and Change Your Life Through the Power of Storytelling. So I discovered this him and this book through a Connecticut Association of Independent Schools program in the spring. And I was hoping that that would help me with my podcast, and it has. And I read about half the book, and I loved it, and then got pulled into other books. So I put it aside. So I stopped reading it for a while, and I'm going to start reading it again. I actually started reading it again last night. But I, as I was looking through it today, I happened to open up to an earlier page in the book, which talks about his idea, homework for life. And I think I've mentioned that in a podcast before. And that is for sure something that I had started. And I'm going to look at it at the beginning here. On May 11th, and every single night, I did my homework for life until, let's see, I'm scrolling down a little bit. It's in an Excel spreadsheet until August 6th. 2021. And then I stopped for some reason. I got busy. Life got busy. I went on vacation to Maine. I wasn't doing it up there. I don't know why there would have been tons of ideas to share up there. I think I was trying to stay off of technology a little bit. And because this is an Excel spreadsheet, maybe that's my excuse. In any case, I started doing homework for life again last night. And Here's the entry that I wrote. Visited with Sister Olivia Francis at the Abbey of Regina Laudis in Bethlehem to pick up periodical bins that I will make into kindy book bins. Well, I'll get them set up and then I'll give them to our kindergartners and they will decorate them and those will become their book bins at home where they keep their books that they borrow from the library so that they stay safe and they're not running around in the morning looking for them. And then in that same entry for September 4th, this was kind of crazy. I was driving home from the Abbey and I was listening to NPR and the woman, the author who was being interviewed in a story was talking about how she did a sabbatical at the Abbey of Regina Lottis that I had just left. That's kind of crazy. I can't believe that happened. And the woman was talking about these remarkable sisters and mothers that are at this abbey. She was talking about the one, and they are, they are encouraged to pursue learning for life. Um, many of them are PhDs. One woman got interested in, or one nun got interested in learning about cheese. And so off she went to study in France, I believe, for a year and she became a master cheesemaker and she's there's been all kinds of stories about her um there are some other incredible people at the abbey of regina Laudis, but my connection there is sister olivia francis and it's always fun to connect with her every couple of years or so when i go to pick up these periodical bins those are plastic bins that they had inherited from somewhere um, and they 
they're they're plastic, so they don't just want to throw them out. And so every couple of years, I go and pick up a couple of bin boxes of these bins, and we clean them up at Rumsey, and we give them away to our younger students for these book bins. So homework for life is something that I stopped and have started again. And in his Matthew Dix's book, Storyworthy, on page 52, this is what he says about homework for life. All of this happens because I sit down every evening and ask myself, what is my story from today? What is the thing about today that has made it different from any previous day? Then I write down my answer. That's it. That's all I do. If you do it, before long, you will have more stories than you could ever imagine. And then down a little bit further on the same page, he says, but even if you're not in the story collecting business, and you should be if you're reading this book, other remarkable things will begin to happen when you do homework for life. And I agree with that. As I do homework for life, I start seeing more connections in my life, strange things like what I just referred to after I left the Abbey of Regina Lottis. Strange things start to happen in your life. So even if you aren't in the business of storytelling, um, you know, I encourage you as Matthew Dix encourages everyone to do this homework for life. So something else recently that, well, actually it was in the spring. A lot of these things I'm, I'm realizing I stopped in the spring and then I'm restarting again. And this is actually a book that was given to me by Ben Tuff. His brother wrote this book. His brother's name is Nick Tuff. And the name of this book is The Snow Bear and the subtitle, A Mindfulness Parable for kids. It's illustrated by Zoe Darrow. And he gave me this book and I started to read it. And I just, for some reason, couldn't get into it. Too much going on, whatever. And I picked it up the other day, actually yesterday. And I was enjoying one of my last days off, beautiful, glorious day at my oasis, my pool. I love to read in my pool and by the side of my pool. And I decided I was going to read this book yesterday. It's, I guess, technically a picture book, but it'll take you a while to read it because there are lots of words in this picture book. But it is beautifully illustrated, as I said, by Zoe Darrow. And so this is the page or pages that I'm going to share with you, beginning on page 16. And again, this is called The Snow Bear. A mindfulness parable for kids. But I'm going to say this is a great parable for kids of all ages. So that means you, adults, as well. And this starts with a quote. And this is Snow Bear who's talking to the bear. Each of us, each of the forest creatures holds the secrets to ease your troubled heart, my dear cub, said Snowbear. 
Did you see how the dare, deer walked in the forest and ate the grasses? They hold a great wisdom that can defeat any fear. It is greater than a shield and greater even than being invisible. It is the power that comes from dwelling completely in only that which is available here and now. And Snowbear continues. For those deer you saw, there was only the grass in their mouth, the sun in the sky, the steps they took, and the breath coming through their nostrils. That is why they did not listen to you. Your fear is imagined rather than real like the threat of a coyote. They were completely protected from their fear. You were trying to convince them to fear a fire that was not real in the moment. They wisely chose not to leave the joys of the present moment. I don't understand, Snow Bear, says the bear, Barry the bear. Look into yourself in this moment and what do you experience? Barry thought about this before he responded. I feel fear, he eventually said. So in this moment, you choose to run from an imaginary forest fire. You miss the treasures to be found and experienced here and now, Snow Bear said. Try this, open your eyes. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you sense with your body? Barry paid attention to all of his senses and said, a mountain, a stream, a spring, rocks, a cave, white clouds, blue sky, warmth. Snow Bear exclaimed, good, these are all part of the treasure. Isn't it wonderful? In that moment, Barry understood. He looked at Snow Bear as if he was witnessing a miracle no less than honeycomb dropping from the sky. He loved Snow Bear so much in that moment, and a tear of love joined the mix on his wet cheek. This is a wonderful moment, my dear cub. You have found the treasure. The present is free from fear. At any moment, there are sources of happiness that are just as real, such as the fresh air you breathe, the sun that keeps us warm, or the fact you can walk. Dear Snow Bear, said Barry, may I rest here with you in the cave? Yes, Barry, for as long as you need. So again, this story called The Snow Bear is one that I put aside back in the spring when it was given to me and picked it up yesterday and read it from cover to cover. And it was just 
the right time to start it again. Later on in the story, just a few, well, actually, yeah, just a few pages later, there's an incredible passage about homesickness because Barry, the little bear, is feeling homesick. And I remember last week when we were at my school in full faculty orientation and we had the head of school of another school come and speak to us, to us, who is also a psychotherapist. And just talking, of course, to us about how do we deal with our advisees, the students in our dorms, students in our classrooms, when they are going through so much because of COVID-19, because of the pandemic. Um, and how do we help them? as best as we can, those of us that are not, well, I guess we're, we're trained, but we're not, we don't have masters in social work, masters in counseling. Um, and so I always, when there's an issue that needs to be dealt with by a professional, I will make sure that I reach out to our, our, uh, counselor at school and, let her know what's going on with a student who needs help. But I can help in some ways. Certainly with homesickness, I can offer some help. And so this book has a great passage in it and great advice about dealing with homesickness. So I took a couple pictures of it and I will share that with my faculty. So again, this is a book that I had started, did not finish, put aside, but started again and it found me at just the right moment. And I think it will be helpful, not only for me, but for those of you that are listening, you know, especially as these new variants of COVID come into being, those of us that are teachers or students or starting up or just, you know, going to stores again and, you know, getting a little bit or perhaps a lot nervous and anxious about what's going on in our world yet again with this pandemic. Just a reminder, we can't control this pandemic, what's going on, but we can control what's going on, what's happening for us. We can breathe. We can focus on our breath. And by doing that, really mindfully doing that, we can ease some of our stress, some of our anxiety about what's going on. So remember to breathe. one other activity that I stopped and then started again, and that is the Beachbody program. It's an exercise program. And I started doing Turbo Jam way back in, I believe it was 2006, because I saw an infomercial. And I watched it and I thought, that looks like fun. So I ordered, they were VHS tapes way back then. So I ordered them and it was really fun. And I remember when I started doing that program after a month or so 
my husband was like, what are you doing? Because it just, you know, toned up my body. And I told him what I was doing and I was really hooked on it. And so much so that I became a turbo kick instructor uh, a few months after I started doing it, or maybe it was six months. I don't remember exactly the timing. And I did that for many, many years, and I purchased some other VHS programs through that company, such as Yoga Booty Ballet, and and there were others as well. So for many years, I exercised in that way, and then I stopped, not stopped exercising, just stopped using those programs, and then... Recently, I mean, I went to a gym for many years, but in December of last year, I thought to myself, I might want to go back to Beachbody. Now, it's completely different because now technology has so changed since 2006 that I could just pull everything up on my computer or on my phone. So it's all on demand. So instead of those VHS tapes, and I actually had replaced my Turbo Jam VHS tapes with DVDs, but even that, right, that's old technology now. So now I just go to Beachbody.com and press play, and I can I have access to all of their programs. And I don't get, I'm not a coach or anything like that. I don't make any money off of this, but I share this with you because it's another example of something that I stopped, a program I stopped, and I've started again. And within Beachbody, I started meditating every day and that's changed my life. And I know, I believe it's changed my my dad's life. And that's awesome. And then also within Beachbody, I was doing bar blend because I had been doing some bar classes at the gym before I start, I stopped doing that and bar blend is actually on Beachbody and I can access that through my membership and it's, I'm going to tell you, it's $99 for the year. I can't believe it. So I did several rounds of bar blend and each round is, I think it's either a month or, I think it's a month, might be six weeks, but I did that two or three times through and I wanted to change from that. So I said, let me see what else is there on Beachbody. And I saw Yoga Booty Ballet and I thought, oh my gosh, I really enjoyed doing that many years ago. So I pressed play and I started doing yoga booty ballet and I've been doing it all summer and oh my gosh for me it is so fun it connects me with dance which I love to do it connects me with ballet it connects with yoga and get this there's also which I didn't realize at the time but tea and the other woman, oh my gosh, her name just escaped me right now, Jillian. T and Jillian, they incorporate kundalini yoga in their program. 
And I didn't realize it was Kundalini Yoga when I was doing it way back the first time in like 2006 or 2007. But in the meantime, when I was going to my gym, there was a there were a couple of Kundalini Yoga instructors that I used to take yoga from, and I loved Kundalini Yoga. That was completely life-changing for me. And I missed doing Kundalini Yoga because I didn't have any instructors. They didn't have they they stopped them at the gym. So that's something that I stopped. And here through Beachbody and specifically through Yoga Booty Ballet, I have been able to reconnect and start again with Kundalini Yoga, which is something else that has been life-changing for me. So as I end this episode, I want you to think about what is something that you have stopped doing in your life and that perhaps you would like to or you should or you want to start again. Is it something artistic? Is it reading? Is it listening to podcasts? Is it playing an instrument? Is it learning a language? Is it exercising? Is it meditating? Is it connecting with your family? Is it doing something outside? Is it gardening? So I'm going to be quiet and end this episode, episode 20. Stopped. Start again. Thank you for listening.